We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Cheese Kingdom? Uh, I think we all know what's up right now, and this is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a therapy session or whatever it is, but we are going to talk about the Tyree Kill situation. Adam Schefter reports that the Chiefs are trading six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyree Kill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks, a 2022 first-round draft pick, the number 29 pick overall, a second-round pick, number 50 overall, a fourth-round pick, as well as a fourth and sixth round pick next year in 2023 with that draft being in Kansas City. A lot more information that we will get to, but right now, guys, uh, just get your initial impressions. Nick, when you first, this all seemed to happen very quickly, at least as far as how it was promoted. Now, this could have been happening for a while. People are drawing attention to Tyreek Hill's tweet uh, from a couple of weeks ago, basically thanking Chiefs fans that now reads completely different than a lot of people probably thought when they first saw it. So who knows how quickly and when this all actually happened. But Nick, when you saw it go down and we started texting, what was your initial reaction? Uh, my initial reaction was um, Chiefs don't want to bust their cap. Like literally, they they work at deals where like like Tom Brady, where it's like, hey, man, work with us and we can work with this cap and we can sign a lot of players. I mean, the Chiefs made hay by having depth. Uh, it showed two years ago when they made the, the playoffs with uh, four down alignment. I right? made a Super Bowl. So that's what you need for depth. But if you got yeah. guys making 20 million a year, they're going to bust your cap. And there's like, no, we're yeah. good. We got Juju. We got McColl. Uh, we can figure this out. Draft yeah. someone. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into all this. It's gonna be a show. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, p- please let us know. We'll bring those on. We'll react to those as well because there's a lot more information that's coming out. You mentioned giving out the money. I know for a fact is from from working there that it's not salary cap issues. It's cash, cash on hand, and how much cash can the Chiefs give out? I don't have those numbers in front of me right now. All of that information is what the beat writers and everybody is going and and seeking through right now. But Tucker, you look at the the extension that's already been given that Drew Rosenhaus, Tyreek's agent. Uh, negotiated for him. The Dolphins are giving Tyreek Hill a four-year, $120 million extension, including $72.2 million guaranteed. I believe it makes him the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. And so begs the question, if the Chiefs weren't willing to do that, what was offered, what was not offered? Um, it's it. We might never know. Everybody's going to save face at this point. But what was your reaction, Tucker, when we saw it? Uh, so I think there was a lot of emotions going through my head uh, when when I just saw the that he even requested a trade and the the teams involved uh, a lot of things and I think I tweeted out I feel sick um, and that was kind of the things I got like kind of a pit in my stomach at one of those like no pl- please don't happen today not right now and 
and one of my good buddies, Andrew Wigley, who's up in Lincoln uh, covering uh, a reporter up there, tweeted, I hate how Adam Schefter can ruin my day at 10 a.m. And that's kind of what happened is that Adam Schefter came on, ruined ruined my day at 10 a.m. And now, I'm, now I will say this, good for Tyreek for getting the money. Um, I, I'm glad that he's getting paid, glad he's getting going out there and, and getting what, what he deserves market-wise. But, man, the Jags really screwed the whole wide receiver market up. You had to think that this deal was going to be good before before the Jags deal with Christian Kirk. But uh, that's kind of – I'm a little disappointed, a little sad. I think I feel a little sick still too. Yeah, I, I tweeted out my first reaction was that, you know, you never – you want to see the whole thing come together. That's how I'm – I've been about everything anyone's ever listened to this show. It's always let it play out. Um, I just don't see a scenario. There's no scenario that you can put together for this year and maybe even next year uh, without taking a huge gamble on an unknown, like a draft pick. But there's no way you can convince us that the Chiefs are in a better position right now to win football games than they were you know, before this trade happened. Can the Chiefs win without Tyree Kill? Yes, they've done that before. I think I saw that it was four that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are 4-1 and one, uh, in games that Tyreek Hill did not play. Patrick Mahomes averaged 350 yards passing, eight touchdowns, one pick. Maybe the way that defenses started playing the Chiefs, that it didn't take advantage of what Tyreek Hill is good at. I don't know. Um, those are just thoughts that are going through my head, but you still can't convince me that the Chiefs are a better football team without Tyreek, regardless of all of these draft picks, that on first reaction, you would have liked to get something a little bit better. Um, as far as draft picks, you're talking about a late first round pick in a middle two at number 29 and number 50 this year, uh, Kent Swanson, uh, who's very much in on the draft. And if you haven't been following our draft content, it's going to become a lot more relevant. We've got some really cool stuff that's going to be coming out in the next few days, uh, regarding our draft content. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, uh, to make sure you don't miss any of that. But, uh, Kent tweeted out that picks 29 and 30. So the two first round picks that the chiefs have right now could potentially based on the, 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 value charts uh get them as high as the top 10 high as potentially number eight in this draft if they wanted to package those picks to move up i don't think based on all the conversations that we've had and looking at the current construction of the roster that that would be the best now if they went up and got a stud that would be awesome but uh you've got some holes you got to fix and now you got to go out and find a marquee uh receiver that patrick mahomes can go out there and trust and to do that with a rookie at this point uh that, that's really really hard to swallow as a chiefs fan that uh had seen what the rest of the division has been doing uh you wanted to see him at least fix some of their holes not necessarily with you know all stars pro bowlers all of that with some of those huge moves you've seen but do something and this is going the opposite direction and it looks more like a future play uh than it does you know taking advantage of this window right now you know i, I think it says a lot about the team as well too where it's saying hey listen work with us i mean you can tell anybody that you sign now if you're kansas city and say you know, hey, we have a maximum. We're not, we're not BSing. This is what it is. Here's what it is. You know, we, we let Tyreek walk because uh, that's what he wanted. You know, it's, it's for the greater good. But then also, I, I also look at, I'm looking at here, I'm looking at ESPN and I'm looking at, at Tyreek's numbers. So he had a, you know, two touchdown game uh, at Las Vegas Raiders in a blowout on 11 14. And then, and then missed one, two, three, three weeks went by, no, no touchdowns. And then versus the uh, Chargers, he got a touchdown. And and then the playoffs, he came on. You know, he scored a touchdown versus Pittsburgh, versus Buffalo, and versus Cincinnati. So you might look at production value, too, and saying Chiefs saying, hey, man, defenses, uh, they have our recipe. 
So how do we how do we change our recipe? How do we change our formula to to get defenses off our back? And that's one area we're like, okay, we can get some value. We got Juju. Um, you know, we can see who else we have on the roster, and we can figure it out. I think it's a, I think it's a smart play by the Chiefs. You get some value. Yeah, and I'm happy. Sorry, Tucker, I'll let you go. It's, it, there is a part of me that's happy that Tyreek got paid. Um, I would be really really curious to know what kind of deal was offered to him and what that gap looked like. Um, that's really the only question that's going to make Chiefs fans feel any better at some point if they made him a fair offer. And Tyreek said, you know what? It's worth a little bit extra money or a lot of extra money. I mean, it's all relative, right? Uh, but significantly more money to go to Miami, where, it's, where he lives anyway. Like Tyreek would rather live in Miami and be there all year round than Kansas City. And Kansas City, the Chiefs fans shouldn't take that personally. Like that, that's just what he wants to do. It's where he's comfortable. That's fine. But this, so much of this doesn't make sense unless that gap was huge. And we'll never know that because the Chiefs wouldn't want that information out there that they would seen as being lowballing, you know, a, the most explosive player in NFL history in his prime yeah. uh, right in the middle of this Super Bowl window with Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a really tough sell. And man, there's a lot of pressure, Tucker, to get these picks right. Yeah, th there is, and that's going to be huge coming up here. And I think we've seen some comments in the comment section already in the chat talking about how the Chiefs have to hit on these draft picks. And that's kind of what it's going to come down to is they got to hit on these draft picks, even trade up, maybe and get a good guy, get a good edge rusher, because we've talked about a lot too. Good edge rushers don't come late in the first round. They happen early in the first round. So that could be something that they could really look at now too. And, and I just saw a tweet come across from Adam Schefter, more Tyreek Hill contract details. The 72.2 million becomes fully guaranteed at the start of the 2023 league year. And the other 52.5 is fully guaranteed at signing. Uh, so definitely getting a, a good payday. And, and BJ, what I think you mentioned too about being in Miami, I, I think that that probably plays a big role into it, right? If, if you think about it, he lives in Miami. The two locations that he was going, like, siding over were New York and Miami. Uh, those are two big cities, um, and he lives in Miami. I, I just think that that ha had to play a role into it. I know that this is a business and everything like that, but uh, – Good for Tyreek for getting paid for going, uh, all everything like that. But, uh, yeah, I think that that was that was kind of a, a big role, and it was the location. It, it is too, and you look at state income taxes in the state of Florida too. There are none, so whatever the yeah. Chiefs are offering, yeah. you know, you're going to get a lot more significantly if you go to a market like like Texas or if you go to um, Florida. And also too, you look at like like numbers wise, population wise, TV, where the celebrities are at. Miami and New York, you know, those are huge markets for endorsements. So, you know, you also look at endorsement deals too. So you're looking at the big picture. And plus, honestly, as a former player, uh, I, th I thought it was interesting me going from, from St. Louis where we sucked to New Orleans where they were like, you know, like national contenders every year. So the pressure is kind of off as well too. So if you look at that from a player standpoint, the pressure, like Chiefs, it's like, if you don't win a Super Bowl, the season sucks. Now you can go to Miami and be like, hey, if we make the plus, man, that's a really good year. You know, that's really, you're not expected to do much. There's less pressure. So you got to factor that in as well, too. Yeah. And take a quick 10 second break and say, if you're feeling a little bad, it's not going to make you feel better, but we all love Jack Stack barbecue. So if you're in your feels right now, Peace Kingdom, go get some Jack Stack barbecue. It'll make you feel just a little bit better. Uh, any of the six locations, they've got happy hours, all kinds of food specials, and they are um, our first sponsor here at KC Sports Network. And we appreciate everybody over at Jack Stack Barbecue. And doesn't matter if you're in Kansas City, they ship all over the country. Just go online and they'll take care of it, ship it to you. And it's still very, very good. Uh, but guys, I, looking at the depth chart right now. And this is one of those things uh, I always 
go back to the saying of, and somebody told me this on Twitter. I apologize. I don't, I can't think off the top of my head of who it was, but they said when things don't make sense is because the truth is missing. And so like some of this just doesn't make sense because we're seeing it kind of play out in what we see is real time. I'm hoping, and I strongly believe in knowing how some of these things in the past have worked. And it's not always the case that they kind of knew a week and a half ago when like Tyreek tweeted that the organization may have known this for the last two weeks that something like this was very, very likely or going to happen. A lot of times media is playing catch up, even those who are the most plugged in. So do I think that as of right now, the Chiefs wide receiver room of Juju Smith-Schuster, Cole Hardman, Garrick Dieter, Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon, Cornell Power, Cornell Powell, and Justin Watson, do I think that is going to be the wide receiver room, not even including draft picks? I still think they're going to make a move as I'm sitting here talking about it. Brett Veach is not going to let Patrick Mahomes not have weapons to go out there. Now, I know it sounds weird because he just traded one, but it takes two to tango. And if Tyreek was going to get the highest paid receiver in NFL history with another team and the Chiefs weren't willing to do that, then they needed to do what was best for the organization. Even if ripping that Band-Aid off stings like hell right now, I understand that side of it if that ends up being the case. Problem is we might never know what actually went down. All we're going to know is what do they do with the picks that they have? Is Are, the, are we going to stand pat and draft at 29 and 30? I'd be pretty surprised. This is where you go back to the DK Metcalf rumors for the end of the first round and trade for DK. Now they have money and now they have a pick where if you trade 29, you get DK, you come back. He's not going to command what Tyreek just got, even though he's going to be a highly paid receiver. Does something like that happen? I believe that it will, because I don't think as much as we want to trash Brett Veach and the chiefs and like, what the hell are they doing? Is this Eric Bieniemy's fault? All this BS. They're going to do what's best for the organization. They're very, very good at what they do. So let them try to figure this out. Now, if that ends up being the wide receiver room on week one, everybody cold freezing cold takes can bring this back up. Like that guy didn't know what the hell he was talking about, but I'm telling you, I have a very strong feeling that something else is going, the other shoe is going to drop. And I still am going to have a hard time believing it's better than Tyree kill on the chiefs team. But if that wasn't a long-term possibility because of finances, because of where Tyree just wanted to go back to Miami, wouldn't blame him at all. Miami's lovely. He loves it there. That's where he lives. That's his deal. Like, fine. Happy for him in that way. Now it's what's best for the Chiefs. Got to hit on those picks or use them to get other guys in here. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. And then you start opening up all those other doors. If you've got money, you got picks. Go out and make a move for an edge rusher. Go out and get a, another cornerback. Go out and make a trade for a receiver. Something like that's going to happen, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that that is, is, is probably pretty likely. We don't Brett Veach is aggressive, and we talk a lot about Brett Veach yeah. being aggressive and, and seeing the, especially him adding ammunition before the draft is is exciting. And DK Metcalf, if he does come to Kansas City, we will have to pay him. Now, you're not going to have to pay him <laughs> Tyreek Hill money, probably. Uh, but but that still is is uh, a very interesting proposition. And this is a good this is a good draft class for wide receivers and everything like that. I, I've seen on Twitter right now, Tom Bahali is going through it. He's just like the best Chiefs kingdom. He said he's going to miss Chiefs. He's going to miss Cheetah. He's uh, wishes they would have figured out a deal. But uh, yeah, I, I think that that's just kind of. I, I don't think that this is it. And this is a, for sure a long term move. It's, I, I know the short term. It's, it stinks. It it sucks to have uh, one of the key players and. That Super Bowl run to leave the team, um, and, and I, I saw somebody bring up in the comment section a little bit ago. Do they now bring back Ty or Tyron Matthew because they now have cap space? Is that something that they can do? So it does open up a whole lot of stuff what the Chiefs can do. Um, so 
so I think the possibility is a little exciting with the cap space mixed with uh, uh, mixed with you know who they can bring back and the players in the draft. But it does sting a little bit right now. It is it is like ripping off a bandaid. I think sometimes you can benefit as well when you have a guy like Tyreek, who's such a a, a hot spot for defenses and hot spot for quarterbacks. It's easy to key on on him, and, and it's it's also mm-hmm. tough sometimes to run your offense knowing that like, like, Hey, how do we get Tyreek the ball? Like, let's get Tyreek the ball. And it's like, once you get rid of that and then you have everything else being equal with running backs room with, with Kelsey, uh, with Juju, then it's like, okay, now we have this sort of um, balanced attack and, and not balanced, like, you know, even numbers, like 10 runs, 10 plays, but just balanced. Like, okay, there's no real major threat now. Who are you going to cover? Cause then we'll just do the opposite too. So that's why I said, you know, it changes up your formula on offense. So defense are going to have to adapt because they've clearly adapted to Tyreek. And again, we're getting some questions in the comments about compensation. So we'll bring it up again. Adam Schefter reports the chiefs have traded Tyreek Hill to the Miami dolphins for five draft picks, a 2022 first round pick. That is the number 29 overall pick right before the chiefs picking there at 30, a second round pick. So number 50 overall, and then a fourth round pick, this year and then next year in 2023 it's a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick so you're getting five picks in return and what i had seen reported uh from over the cap was that it created 20.4 million dollars in cap space this year and then obviously if it's going to take 72 75 million dollars guaranteed to have signed tyreek long term Whatever you do as far as going out and getting another one, number one receiver, you'd compare what they get guaranteed wise compared to what Tyreek got. And then I guess that's your savings by not bringing him back. But uh, anyway, five picks for Tyreek Hill would have liked to see a little bit higher. There were reports out there that the New York Jets were also interested and Schefter had reported that it was basically down to Tyreek deciding where he wanted to go, whether he wanted to go to the New York Jets or whether he wanted to go to the Dolphins, the Jets. I believe had like the 10th overall, they had a higher pick. Um, so maybe that was going to play into to the chiefs, not get as many picks, but they get a higher one in return. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Cause Tucker, to your point, Brett Veach is nothing if not aggressive and he is going to sur- surround Patrick Mahomes with weapons. And so what does that look like? How creative does he get? Who does he go out and get? That's what we're going to be talking about for the next six weeks leading up to the draft until something happens. But we appreciate everybody who's tuning into this. Please send us your comments, your questions. We'll react to those throughout this show. Um, But also, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you are not already. We are getting ready to launch a lot of really cool stuff. A lot of draft content is going to be coming your way. uh, And all of the highlights, more than 150 player highlights in this draft, including the top five wide receivers. uh, That is going to be a lot more pertinent to Chiefs fans right now if it wasn't already. Um, Tucker, what are you seeing on social media right now as far as just Chiefs fans, national media? I mean, this is this gave everybody content for the entire day as <laughs> Chiefs fans yeah. trying to process what this looks like and why this happened. Well, I just see this tweet from Albert Breer come across. Talks between Chiefs and Tyreek Hill broke off in part because Hill wanted to top Devontae Adams' deal by every metric, and Kansas City balked at that. Uh, Hill wound up getting what he wanted. It just had to go somewhere else to get it. Um, now, we're going to see a lot of stuff come out like that. BJ's, you mentioned at the top of the show, to kind of save face um, yep. and stuff like that. So you kind of have to take everything you read with, with a grain of salt. Uh, but what I'm seeing a lot here is a, a lot of people, you know, Happy for Tyreek Hill. A lot of people upset. Obviously, people in the comments have said that they don't want to hear that the Chiefs are going to be better without Tyreek Hill. And 
I don't think they're going to be right. Tyreek Hill's a very good football player. I don't think we're here to just try to make you feel better. I mean, it's it stinks. It's it stinks. Uh, people are kind of going through that on Twitter right now, as you can see. Um, and, and I think something we haven't mentioned that was reported very early on by Adam Schefter is that uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling was uh, scheduled to visit with the Chiefs today as well. Um, and that was I don't know how much that plays into stuff. If that's a signing that the Chiefs will make. That's, he's no Tyreek Hill. Uh, that but, stuff should not be reported. Like, it has nothing to do with that guy as a player. It is not fair to him to throw <laughs> his name out there and to do that. Like, when the Chiefs signed some backup, like, offensive lineman in the middle of, like, Devontae Adams getting traded, is like, don't report right. that right now. That is not what we need. Like, poor that MVS, I'm not going to pretend to say his name right now. I'm feeling, I'm in the feels. Fair. But, like, that is not fair to him to put him out there. He could be a productive player. Unless you're talking about an elite, like top, unless you're trading for Cooper Cup or something right now, like don't put any other receiver names out there unless it's Tyler Lockett. <laughs> like that one. Everyone start tweeting. Uh, I'm okay with that one. I, I don't know, too, though. I mean, you look at it, too. You look at McCole Hardman, too. Like m- maybe this is a sign that says, hey, look, McCole, we're going to trust you now. I mean, you're mm-hmm. essentially our, our, our speed guy now. You know, you, you're our track star. What can you do? And I think where McColl was two years ago versus this year is night and day, you know, and I think they're really starting to trust him more. And I think McColl has become sort of similar to Tyreek where, where he runs furiously with the ball now. And he's kind of gotten rid of those fumble issues. So if you, you look at Juju, you look at McColl and it's like, okay, well, you know, we, we've had your backup now uh, Tyreek for a while. So let's see here. So maybe this is McColl's prove it year. M- maybe they're saying, Hey, look, McColl, what you got for us? What are you going to do? And maybe they're going to run the ball more. Yay. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly – you think they're going to run the ball more now. You're going to turn well, into a running team, Nick. Well, yeah, why not, man? Take the pressure off Patrick and be like, if Patrick's getting to smart, be a smart, savvy veteran, take the hits off, man. You haven't got to throw the ball 20 times. And you know what? Uh, sometimes you run the ball, you know, you, you wear defenses down. And I think it's a good option you want to get the big stats. Well we're, well, we're just throwing things out there, and this is not reporting. We are just we are having this conversation with you guys right now. Um, the The report came out, and I think it was a report. It was Gerald McCoy who has ties <laughs> to the Panthers. No, no, no. Let's have this conversation because it it's interesting and it's topical right now as far as adding weapons to this team. Christian McCaffrey. And I laughed when this came out because people see him as a running back. I see him as a weapon that Andy Reid could use in the passing game. And it would make me laugh. And Nick, you would know this. Everybody in the division is loading up on edge rushers, guys who can get after the passer coming off the edge, and cornerbacks, playmaking guys like J.C. Jackson, um, the other young kid out in, uh, out in L.A., the kid they drafted last year. It's not Samuel. Uh, or is it Sam- Tucker, who's the other young corner they have out in L.A. drafted last year? Um, he's a junior. Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, okay, it is Asante Samuel Jr. Mm-hmm. So you got these playmaking corners on the outside, and Andy Reid's response is, we're not going to play your game. I'm going to go get a running back and make linebackers cover. That's great that you got all these studs on the outside, but you get a running back like Christian McCaffrey or a weapon like that, you slow down edge rushers with the ghost action, the different things that you can do with guys in the backfield that those edge rushers with contain have to pay attention to, and then your linebackers have to be the one to cover it. That would be a very like chess move type piece that I could – understand or get behind if you add a weapon it doesn't replace Tyreek it doesn't do all of those things but in a schematic standpoint of your defensive scheme versus my offensive scheme that would be a nice response to adding studs all over the place to get after Patrick Mahomes and to try to lock down things on the outside 
This is a really good point by Oregon Fishing here. There's it's March, and this offseason has been absolutely bananas already in, in the NFL. I think I saw there's been like uh, players with 39 combined Pro Bowl appearances have been traded. Like that's insane. Like this this NFL offseason has been uh, in- incredibly wild, and and that's uh, McCaffrey's an interesting. That'd be another guy with some Pro Bowl experience getting getting traded around, and and he's a weapon at BJU. And I talked about this. I think that was this was this this weekend about McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I worry about his uh, his contract, but they did just yeah. restructure some of his contracts, so it could be getting ready for a deal. Remember when the Chiefs restructured some of Hill's contract? We thought it was to sign other people, but it apparently was to get ready <laughs> for a trade. Um, so maybe that's the same situation in Carolina. Just. Yeah, just let it play out. I, I don't know, and I'll be the first one to say wrong, but I have a hard time believing that there's not another plan in place to right. get somebody to step in here. Even if the Tyreek stuff did just happen over the last couple of weeks, you can't tell me Brant Tillis, Chris Shea, and the guys that work with Brett that are doing the money stuff didn't have this in the back of their mind. Like, that guy's going to command, especially when the Devontae stuff happened and all the crazy stuff with the offseason. It, they they always have contingencies. Those conversations always take place, and they're going to do what's best. We might never hear what that is, but it's not always going to work out perfectly where your star players work out to be here long term. Tyreek wasn't going to be here, similar to the conversations that the Packers are having with Aaron Rodgers re-signing, and then they turn around and send off Devontae Adams. This is not a unique <laughs> thing to Chiefs right now, but I think Ken's been tweeting about it. He's tweeting through it that as long as Patrick Mahomes is okay, we're going to be okay, and they're going to add weapons to him. I don't think that you're going to line up Justin Watson, McCole Hardman, and Corey Coleman as the starting receivers for the Chiefs. Obviously, I have Juju and all those guys, but I have a strong suspicion that there's going to be at least two guys uh, that are added back into that group. One's going to be a draft pick, um, and then obviously making some sort of move with one of those picks. I'd be surprised if that didn't happen. Uh, but Matt Miller from ESPN just tweets out, the Chiefs now have 12 total picks in this draft and six in the top 103. So there's definitely a lot of ammo, definitely a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to the 2022 NFL draft and what the Chiefs could do to set themselves up for what is going to be their opportunity. We use the word dynasty. We threw it out there pretty casually <laughs> for a while if they're going to have sustained success throughout Patrick Mahomes prime nailing the moves that they're doing right now is going to be what that conversation is, whatever, however we talk about Patrick Mahomes career and what it became, the five guys that we get from the Tyree kill trade will be a part of that conversation long-term, regardless of what happens, good or bad. Let, let's hope it's a Herschel Walker to the Vikings. So the Cowboys can build a, uh some more talent around that right type concept. Um, I, I like to point out the fact that, um, and I think you mentioned, you kind of, kind of got my brain going with the whole Christian McCaffrey thing is, is I feel that life imitates art and I'm talking about fantasy football. I'm talking about that flex position. And when you're getting guys like you see the success of, you know, Cordell Patterson, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, and then who's the other Debo, uh, in Samuel out in San Francisco. I think the chiefs are looking to do something like that. You know, I think they got the, uh, the offensive power, and they got the the schemes to do that. And, and I would like for them to see that, to sort of have that position where it's like, is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? I don't know. Is he a slot? I don't know. Whatever it is, he's going to create dangerous matchups uh, to BJ's point, you know, playing that chess moves. So we'll see who they can get. You know, we'll see if they if they, any of the Ohio State studs uh, are, are still available or if the Chiefs are going to trade up. And we'll see who, who's the best, not just the best wide receiver, but the best fit for the Chiefs and see if they're going to go big 
or if they're going to go fast, if they're going to go speed. I think a little bit of both, but I'll be curious to see what they do. Yeah. And again, appreciate everybody who's tuning in. We appreciate Jack Stack, our presenting sponsor for this show at KC Sports Network. And please, if you're watching, whether it's Twitter, wherever you're at YouTube, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We're going to have plenty of content. We've got multiple shows coming out the rest of today. Uh, we've got another mock draft roundup that you will find later today with uh, the director of the East West Shrine Bowl, Eric Galco, is going to join us and talk through all the latest mock drafts, uh, which are going to be changing. You can hear them <laughs> all changing now. I can hear all the bloggers and everybody around the country updating their mock drafts right now but um please send us those questions don't forget to uh subscribe and follow us on these channels we'll have more information as it's coming out but um let us know how you're feeling about this because this is going to be one where there's going to be people on both sides of it uh but if Tyreek Hill wanted to be in Kansas City for the price that they were going to offer him he would be there you hope it wasn't a disrespectful uh lowball amount of money. And I have a hard time believing that that's the case, but if Tyreek Hill wanted to be the highest paid receiver in NFL history and the chiefs weren't going to do that, then this is, this is the result of what that looks like. You know, to uh, something else I'm, I'm thinking about as, as I go through my notes is I don't think there's many quarterbacks who can, who can replicate Pat's arm strength. And I feel like that's the, the Tyreek Hill and Patrick, that was the, their best chemistry was, you know, Patrick could could launch it over him. And I feel like a, and it's still sometimes Tyreek could be waiting on those, those catches. And I think, you know, if you don't have the white, white quarterback do that, you're not going to achieve Tyreek's. You're not going to unlock his full potential. So I think it's something to see what Tua can do down there, see if he can match that, because that, that's where Tyreek, you know, obviously one of his threats, that, you know, his yards after catch too. Yeah, coming across here, I just saw on the timeline, went and downloaded the video from Ian Rappaport. They're live on NFL Network right now. They're talking about how the compensation came to be for the Dolphins and how this whole trade kind of came out to be. Uh, here's what Rappaport had to say. My understanding of this thing is the offers were similar, right? So, yes, the Jets have a higher first-round pick, but if you look at what the Chiefs received from the Miami Dolphins, there's several other late-round picks which probably bring the value more gotcha. in line. So, yes, the Jets have an earlier first-round pick, but I don't get the sense the offers were just – you know, the picks are the same on both sides. The value had to be basically the same. So if the Jets offered a one and a two, the Dolphins had to offer a one, a two, a four, a four, and all the other picks. So that's, like, yeah. I think if in the you... end, the offers were basically similar. But, yes, it did come down to Tyreek Hill saying, I want to be a member of the Miami Dolphins. And that's not a huge that's not a huge surprise like i would no. rather go to miami than new york you talked about the taxes you talked about the fact that he lives there anyway uh and the, the dolphins have made some moves but other than that you're going from patrick mahomes to tua and i was actually compared to everybody else like i was still and still am a tua fan but that is a completely different um animal and i'm i was kind of talking through it and brainstorming and just kind of having this reacting to it as it goes and we'll have a lot more thoughts and i know the lab guys are already probably got the wheels turning um and what i really really want to know and this is going to take a lot of you know the people that create content is just how much of this could have been the way that defenses started playing the chiefs um with the two high looks and did it take away a lot of what made Tyreek Hill so valuable within this offense. And not to say that he's still not the same player and all of that, but could they not take advantage of what they really want to with him because of the way defenses were playing? I could be completely wrong here, but that conversation, that question, that thought process by people a whole lot smarter about the game than, than I am that we are, uh, maybe not you, Nick, because you played. Uh, but like, How much of that came to be part of that conversation and led to them saying, are we going to pay a receiver $30 million a year that we aren't able to do what makes him 
so special within this because of the way that teams are playing us now. I don't know, but that that's what's going through my head as part of how can this happen. Yeah, and I think that if I can shift the conversation to the draft now, I've seen some questions about, you know, who do the Chiefs look at wide receiver-wise? There's a really good wide receiver class. Chris Olave was one of those guys out of the draft last year that I really liked, and now is a guy that talked about going up pretty high. Uh, he has a teammate uh, that, that's very good as well. There's uh, the, the kid from Georgia, George Pickens, who's a very good guy, and, and we talked about kind of pairing those two picks together, those 29 and the 30 together to kind of move up a little bit. And that could be something that Chiefs really go out and do is, is get younger as well and this is a this is a deal that i could see them getting younger at, at this wide receiver position which uh which they've kind of been needing to do and i think that the, the, the that that compensation here is 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 could be uh something that that works out all right we just got another tweet from adam schefter with more clarity and it explains more i think he's probably going to miami anyway if we're all being honest here but he said the jets trade offer to the chiefs for tyree kill that kansas city would have accepted if the wide receiver opted for New York did not include a first round pick. Oh, what? But rather, multiple picks were commensurate to the Dolphins' offer based on the draft value chart that teams use per sources. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the Chiefs had a, a deal on the place that would have sent Tyreek Hill to the Jets that didn't include a first round pick, unless they're being cute and it included like a future first round pick and then a ton of other stuff with players involved and I don't know the roster for the Jets well enough, but that doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. That's, that's no first rounder. Like you're not going to give up a first rounder to, to and some other to get that. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Mike yeah. Garofalo just tweeted the same thing. So somebody's busy. <laughs> oh God. See, <laughs> listen, and now it's, out. yeah, now it's false, false, false season. Yeah. Now it's this, saving so. face. Now, I'm not going to believe Whatever. any of this stuff. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not going to believe a lot of the stuff that comes out, but at the end of the day, it didn't oh, work yeah. out. Do I, is it, and a lot of people are going to blame Brett V and the organization. The fact that it didn't work out is disappointing, but it takes two to make this work. And I won't necessarily blame the chiefs for not wanting to give Tyreek Hill $30 million a year over the next four years with the situation that they're in right now with their roster and that corner edge depth, all of those things that they could have a plan for. There could be deals in place with guys that just haven't been announced yet. The agent knows the player knows it's all kind of done, just not promoted. So that does happen. Um, why it's happening right now could have something to do with this is the first domino that needed to fall from a cap standpoint, who knows? Um, but if it's not already in place, the chiefs just lost leverage. So if they start calling the Seattle for DK or Tyler Lockett and didn't already have something in place, they're going to be like, the price just went up. And so that's where you don't necessarily follow the order in which things are getting promoted. Uh, you understand that some of these things we're, could be hearing out of order and the way it went down. Agreed. And then and you have, yeah, and if you're Seattle too, right? I mean, if, if you're DK, if you're Tyler, right? Do you want to stay there, right? When you just lost Russ, you're like, I don't want to go through that nonsense. Waste prime years on that stuff. Bring Tyler home. Back, uh, their, their quarterback discussion in Seattle is Drew Locke or uh, Jordan Love is what they've been talking about. So that sounds kind of gross for those guys. Just see another tweet from Garofolo <laughs> here. Uh, the Jets deal to the Chiefs included their two second rounders. So picks 35 and 38. Um, I think the Chiefs got the better deal. All right. That's not bad. That's decent value. The high second round picks. That's not bad. And it probably included higher picks than a fourth and a sixth next year. So if you give 35 and 38 with like a two and a three next year and you get four top hundred picks, like, okay, but still like I, we'll see how it all plays out uh, with these picks. 
um, you know, I can probably be swayed both ways, depending upon obviously if if it's successful, but the idea of packaging those picks to go up and get a top receiver in this show, whether it's Jamison Williams, uh, one of those guys to try and replace Tyreek. That seems strange to me with the holes and the way the roster is currently constructed. But again, we're seeing, you know, we're judging a meal before it's done being cooked. You know, the roster it's, we're in the middle of March. It's March 23rd right now. A lot can still happen. Um, you look back at how the Chiefs kind of fixed their offensive line throughout the quarter of an offseason. I know that's been discussed over the last couple of weeks that at this point last year, that whole thing hadn't been set yet. Obviously, you had the two young draft uh, picks with Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith that brought it together, but um, there are a lot of different ways that you can build a team, and we're seeing it kind of happen in slow motion. So that's why I'd always tell people to pause and let it play out. If this ends up being the receiver group when they go to training camp, then it's going to be a conversation. That's going to be an issue. But until then, they de- they deserve the benefit of the doubt to show us what the rest of this process looks like, um, and then match up and see who the better team is when you get out there. Because I know everybody's freaking out about what the AFC West has done. Everybody's playing catch up to the Chiefs, and now there's no way to spin that the Chiefs are a better football team without Tyreek Hill. But I'm willing to see what they do to bring in another top top offensive weapon, even if it's not a receiver. We talk about Christian McCaffrey. Tucker, you got a thought? Yeah, I just saw this Adam Schefter tweet. Uh, if the Chiefs would have traded Tyreek Hill to the Jets, they would have given up number 103 as well. Um, so they would have given up a pick and Tyreek Hill for numbers 35, 38, and 69. Um, that's so we, Are we going to thank Tyreek then for choosing Miami because it was a better deal so. for Kansas yeah. City? I think God, so. that's... The but Jets even really, want it? I know. I, this is interesting, too. I just saw uh, Ken Swanson quote tweeted this tweet, odds to win the Super Bowl from Bet MGM before the Tyreek trade, Chiefs plus 900, Dolphins plus 5,000 after same odds. Didn't move the odds at all. So I think that that's incredibly interesting. It is. Well, and that's the thing, too. When you look at, like, production, production, you look at, you know, December, November, December stats that are meaningful – um, and you see, like I said, man, that that formula has been there. It's been set. And this is the Chiefs' way that you don't get to retire in the Brett Veach, Andy Reid system. You know, you don't get to ride off into the sunset like a lot of teams will do. And so that speaks a lot to the locker room as well, saying, you know, listen, guys, we can do this. So it's 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 telling the team without telling the team, we trust you guys, and we're going to figure this out. And the one thing I will say that is interesting and is always the disappointing part, but you – it's just how the business works is you're seeing players and his teammates react to it. I mean, Colin Saunders has been tweeting about it. Garrett Dieter's tweeting about it. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Elaire has been tweeting about it. Like they obviously didn't know, um, or they're just a whole bunch of people are faking some tweets um, to show them some support where, you know, it's probably torn. Those guys like him as a person. Uh, they like seeing their guys get paid. Um, I like seeing everybody get paid. So part of me is happy that Tyreek is getting money. He's going home. He could take care of his family, all the things that, you know, he went through a lot. And, you know, his story is going to be told uh, down the road. And um, this is going to be part of that conversation. But, uh, yeah, it it's tough knowing, you know, came in as a fifth-round pick, seen some tweets, comes in a fifth-round pick, traded for five picks. Um, I was, there's a lot to that. Uh, but there's no doubt that, you know, the Chiefs just traded perhaps the most explosive player in NFL history in his prime because they didn't want to make him the highest-paid player at his position. Uh, in NFL history. And is that the right decision? Is that the coaches being very confident in their ability to get the most out of anybody and not saying we're not so dependent on Tyreek to be this good? 
that's another gamble. That's a big gamble. And it's gambling with, you know, Patrick Mahomes prime. But again, it takes two to get this done. If they weren't willing to do it, um, both sides, you can't blame Brett Veach for not getting it done. If the organization decided, if Clark Hunt and them decided, we're not going to pay that kind of money uh, for a receiver based on his age, the situation, way defenses are playing us, all of that stuff is included. We'll see. But again, thank you, everybody who's tuned into this live stream. Please continue to send us your questions. We'll react to those. And if you have not subscribed, you're listening, watching on YouTube or any channels, please go ahead and follow us. We've got a lot more content coming. The lab guys will break this down in ways that only those guys can do. Um, but Tucker, what else are you seeing out there on social media? I just saw a, a tweet here from at my sports update. Uh, Amirov tweeting, Juju Smith-Schuster's deal with the Chiefs is just 2.49 guaranteed, and he has 7.5 in incentives. That was talked about, I believe, on Monday. Uh, but that's still worth bringing up that like only $3 million of his deal is is guaranteed with a with a lot. A 7.5 million in incentives is a ton. Um, so that, that also gives the Chiefs a little bit more wiggle room to do something in the free agent market. As you've mentioned, BJ, there's a plan in place. It is March. It's been a wild offseason, but it it is only March. Uh, Joe Tooney restructured his deal. I know we haven't heard any news about Patrick Mahomes restructuring his deal. There's been a lot of comments about that in the chat. Um, could still happen, I think. I don't know. I, I know there was like a Friday deadline at one point. I don't know how uh, much how, how true that was, but we can we can see what all happens there. But um, there, you're right. There's no positive way to spin how the Chiefs are better at this moment right now without Tyreek Hill. That's not possible. They aren't better. Um, but I, I still think that we should we should let it bake a little bit longer we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the chief schedule, just looking at like like the home and away. Oh, my God. I mean, there's really – I mean, you, they have like – so you have, obviously you have the AFC West, which is going to be crazy. Your only home game that looks like a sure win 
is Jacksonville and Seattle. Like that's one, and then it's like I mean, you got Buffalo, you got the Rams, you got Tennessee. It's going to be the hardest schedule in NFL history. It's got to be. And that's not back to back. And that's not even exaggerated comment. Like you look at that schedule. I don't know if any team will have ever played a schedule more difficult than what the Chiefs are going to do next year. At San Francisco, at Cincinnati, at Arizona. You know, they're. I mean, at Tampa. I mean. Geez, you have Indy, which you know they traded up to to get some some primo talent, and at Houston, no, and which Houston's disaster. I mean, so they're still, I mean, figuring that stuff out too. But yeah, I mean, seriously, BJ, the hardest schedule I've ever seen in my life, based off yeah. of who's hot. And we're seeing some comments about Brett Veach. Some <laughs> in the comments, some people are saying he's great at drafting. Look, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. Some people say he's awful at draft. Look at Breland Speaks, and look at McCall Hardman and the impact that he's made. The the long and the short of it is it doesn't matter if he's good at drafting wide receiver. We're not talking about being making a solid draft pick. We're talking about trading away the most explosive player in the NFL right now. And the most explosive player in NFL history that cannot be replicated with one player or being decent at drafting. If he goes out and drafts Jamison Williams and Jamison Williams turns out to be Tyree kill. I'm not going to believe Brett Veach when he says we knew that was going to happen. You don't make the, you don't know that that is going to happen. You add talent, you do the best you can. This is very much, they didn't get it done. It takes two sides to make it work. It wasn't going to work. Then you got to rip the bandaid off and you got to then pivot and do the best you can to get whatever you can for that situation. Knowing that it's going to piss fans off. Like fans are going to be pissed that Tyreek is in Hill because we've seen the success that they've had because he's been so good. This is that business side of football that is really disappointing to all of us. Now we see what kind of GM Brett Veach is. Brett Veach isn't praised as a good GM by making Tyree kill the best, the most highest paid player in the NFL history, like at the wide receiver position. You don't get praised for that because it's a pretty easy sell. Like we're going to make you the highest paid player ever done. You praise him by making this move because he couldn't get it done and then coming out on the other side as a team that can still compete for a championship. Like, can you be good enough to score enough points with whatever assets you have, picking up offensive players, defensive players, to make this work to go out and compete? I don't think they're going to be a better football team next year after making this move. But do I think they can compete well enough to be in the contention again, to win the division, to get into the playoffs, and then anything can happen because we still have the best player in football on our team? Absolutely. Those are two in independent thoughts, but the chiefs aren't going to be the favorite in this team in this league anymore. There's going to be a lot of people doubting whether we can even win the division. And honestly, that's going to be very fair until they go make a move for a DK and McCaffrey, like something else flashy. You can't convince any chiefs fan that they're in a better spot uh, in the short term to compete for a championship next year. Right now. And being a GM is not just about the draft either. It's about building a complete roster. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a question that came up here. Uh, BJ Nick Tucker, would you have made this trade? And, and that's something that I have been thinking about. And and I think, BJ, you, you, you mentioned this too. If Tyreek Hill doesn't want to be in Kansas City, why keep him in Kansas City? That's just going yeah. to be so much more messier than you would even want it to be in midseason drama. There'd be so much more going on. So I think that making the yeah. trade right now is probably the right move in the long term for the Chiefs. And honestly, that does suck to hear because he is a great yeah. generational player, but it probably is the best move. Yeah, and I would have done it. Yeah, want to be I would have done it too. Here. Yeah, I'm not going to hold you hostage. And I don't think it's, he didn't want to be here. He hates Kansas city and all that. Like I know for a fact, like he loved it here. They were supportive. He had a lot of help 
the entire time he was in Kansas City. We saw it. I saw it. Like I know that the organization, the the city, everything meant something to him at a level that there were people in his corner from the day that he got here um, that supported him, knowing his everything that comes along with Tyreek from the moment that they drafted him. I don't think that it has to be an extreme. Everything is everything. And it's the hardest thing to try to convey on Twitter. The reason I don't have these conversations on social media, because everything is nuanced that I don't think it not working out means that Tyree kill just said, screw it. I don't want to be in Kansas city. Kansas city said, we're going to pay you $22 million. This is what we'll never know. The chief chief saying, we're going to give you $22 million a year, make you the fourth, fifth highest paid wide receiver, give you a ton of guaranteed money. And Tyreek says, somebody else could give me 30. You know, I'm going to get significantly more money somewhere else. And I get to go back home. That means nothing about him hating Kansas city or not wanting to be here or EB or any other crap that people are going to throw against the wall on Twitter right now. People trying to do fake reports and all that crap that is going to undoubtedly happen of people trying to jump into that conversation. It always happens. Um, there's only a few people that actually know what's happening and we're never going to get the full truth on all the context that went down in order to make a really rational thought decision about it. And I know people don't hearing that, but it's true. So what I have made the deal. Yes. Because as soon as they said, like, we're not going to play for this Brant Tillis, who's very, very good at what he does. Chris very, very good at what they do. They said, it doesn't make sense for us financially. Okay. Then what's the best we can get. I would have definitely taken the Miami deal over the, the jets deal. But again, I also don't know what's the other side of this. You know, what is DK Metcalf going to cost? They've had, I'm sure they've had that conversation and I'm sure they have conversation. I'm sure they know what it would take to trade any receiver in the NFL. Like that's being a good GM, having all that information. Um, I'm interested to see what the next part of this is. And I will hold off some of my thoughts until knowing that I don't think there's a player that they could trade for that is going to make me believe that there will be a, a better football team next year than having Tyreek Hill. Can they close that gap? Sure. They go trade DK Metcalf, give them a little bit less money. I could be into that. I still don't think that's going to mean they're a better football team. It's a new player, new system, all of that stuff. They go out and prove it. Awesome. And we're going to be praising Brett Veach as a freaking genius, you know, and everybody's pissed at him right now. He hits on these picks. He does something really good. The whole conversation is going to change, but man, there's a lot of pressure, but that's part of this job. It's what you do. Takes time. It'll take time. Yeah. And you still got season trades too. Right. This, this is the first domino and, uh, and a lot of dominoes yet to fall. Um, and, and I know that we've probably talked about it a lot. It's been echoed on this podcast already that they know what they're doing. And this is like step one of like, if they wanted to have an end goal, right? This is step one in probably a 15 step process. Um, is it probably very popular of a step one? No, it's not a popular step one, but it's, it's necessary. The, the ends justify the means. I would agree. I, I'm yeah. going to go on record saying I think the Chiefs would be better this year without Tyreek. I really do. He was a bright that's, spot. Yeah, define better. You think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? Um, you know, I was saying stats wise. That schedule I, sucks. I, I think, <laughs> I, think I, did, sucks. I didn't say. That. I just think stats wise, <laughs> I, I think I think they'll be a little bit more more dynamic on offense because this this really forces them to rethink their entire system. It's like you really have to ground up rebuild of your system. If you don't have a, a burner like him uh, and a guy, not only he's a burner because McColl's a burner, um, you know, with Cheetah, he wants the ball. He, he runs and he plays like he's an undrafted free agent. 
And that's why I love Tyreek because he was that rare gift of, of speed, agility, talent, and desire and work ethic. And usually you don't have all those together. But I, I do think he's being such a bright spot. It'll be like when OBJ left uh, Cleveland. You know, they, they were better without him. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want this to turn into like a trashing Tiger. Tiger is one of the most explosive players in the league. But right. there also is the conversation of, you know, there were some big plays that balls weren't caught. And I don't know how much that plays into making these decisions. And again, it's it's not my opinion, just throwing out there that there were some of those big moments that plays weren't made. And is that going to hinder someone's ability to hand off $30 million and make somebody the highest paid receiver in the in NFL history? Do I think that question came up and that was part of this? It all has to be part of that conversation. So uh, mm-hmm. I again, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be better. They're going into a freaking gauntlet of a schedule next year but to your guys's point maybe an offense that at times could have been built around you know targeting one player you know plays designed for one player maybe now it opens up that we know that you know and i've said from the moment that he was drafted and talking with alex smith that the one part of patrick mahomes game that is never going to get um enough credit is his mental acuity to play the position to read defenses, pre-snap post-snap know what's going on and to develop offenses around, you know, taking advantage of that, that mental ability. Uh, we're so enamored with the physical stuff that maybe, uh, it won't. So, um, that's another situation here, Tucker. What else do you got going on? I saw one comment saying BJ's losing the plot quickly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just throwing ideas out there, man. We're, we're, we're feeling this together. Yeah. Uh, nobody's had time to sit down and, and assess all the different layers to this, but um, it's definitely something that it's what they do with those five picks and the money that's freed up by not going to Tyreek is going to define the prime of Patrick Mahomes career. And hundred percent. it's a big 100%. statement, but I don't know how else you can put it any other way. Nick, you're laughing. Is that inc- Is that a, is that no, too much? No, too far? no, I, I agree. It's, 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 I love the mentality right now. It's like, Hey, listen, we have to win. We have to get the pieces in place. And we have what five, 10 years in Kansas city with, with Mahomes in, in prime prime years, maybe yeah. more. I mean, shit who with knows? advances in modern technology and his yeah. high level of income. He's going to play to at least 55. 60. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He will. I he did. definitely will. I did see something uh, going kind of happening on Twitter as we were we were doing this. There were some wires crossed. I believe it was Albert Breer who who insinuated that Tyreek Hill had a no trade clause. Uh, that was uh, he did not have a trade clause. Um, he just had to stay in the trade because of the contract and where he was going to yeah. end up and 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 who was going to offer him the extension that was kind of how he why he had a choice um other than that you know i've seen people in the in the chat saying we've got a whole lot of copium over here man yeah we are we are trying to cope with this news that is what's happening this is a, this is a group therapy session we're trying to cope and trying to figure out what just happened because it was a fast two hours i'll tell you that it was a fast two hours from 10 a.m to about 11 30 and all we're talking all of the the ramifications and all of the reasons why you can either feel good feel not good about this part of me also and this is seven points down the road is going to be interested at with everything else that's gone on in the afc west all the other moves that have been made 
it's going to be, I am somewhat excited <laughs> for all of the doubt and hate to come this way because they've got some people in that room that feed off of that and they won't be feeling themselves when they're picked to finish last in the division. And Patrick Mahomes sees that Travis Kelsey sees that Andy Reed sees that Matt Nagy, Eric Bieniemy, Steve Spagnolo, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, all of those guys, hopefully Tyron Matthew comes back. Um, I'm going to be beating that drum until he signs somewhere else. Um, but man, it's, you know what's going to happen and it's going to piss off Chiefs fans because never underestimate Chiefs fans attacking somebody else for saying they're not the best team in the league. And it's about to happen by everyone in the league that wasn't already doing it. Um, I wasn't caught up in the moment with Russell Wilson and what the Chargers did signing everybody. Um, Brett we'll said, hold, hold my beer, right? With the, uh, with the entertainment and free agency, <laughs> right? We're about to have – the NFL is about to host damn near free agency in like – uh, Miami or something like not Miami or LA or something like that. You know how they've already dominated the combine. They dominate the, the draft. Um, you know, we're, we're going to see free agency now being set up like this where they got a war room uh, and everything like that. So it'll, it'll be funny. NFL will, will capitalize on this. This is just nuts. How it just grabs all our attention, man. It did. It did for sure. It is. But yeah, but you know, if you're a player though, you're like, man, good for you, man. I'm glad you went somewhere and got paid, you know, and if you got your house in Miami, you know, Fort Lauderdale, uh, that's you know that that's where they practice at. Uh, it's like you're good, good for you to go there, and then they'll rebuild around them, and we'll see, and we'll see what Brett Veach has, and see if he's going to get in the draft through free agency. Um, I think they got a lot of options, a lot of place to go, so they'll they'll be just fine. All right, I'm going to bring on a comment, Tucker. I'm going to bring on a comment right now. We react to because this is going to be what some people are saying. Brett Veach needs to be fired right now. He could not get a top ten pick or a great player in return. Screw you, Brett Veach. If you don't have a partner who's willing to give that to you and the player doesn't want to sign for the contract you have, you can keep an unhappy player, franchise tag him, do all of that and screw with him in that way, which ties up your cap space with the franchise tag. Yeah. Like what is the other option? You know, we don't, it's not just, we offer somebody just because they're a great player. It means he makes sense for every other team. Would every team in the NFL love to have Tyree kill? Yes. Is every team willing to give up five draft picks and make them the highest paid player in NFL history at his position? No. Does it make sense for the Packers? And I know the Packers were being like, Hey, the Packers need a receiver. Why in the hell would they trade a bunch of picks and give the same contract or a little bit more that they weren't willing to give the Devonte Adams to Tyree kill. That would be a horrible look for the green Bay Packers. So it's, one of those things, like you got to be pragmatic. And we talked about this earlier. All of us seem Tucker, you didn't answer that question. Would you have made this trade if you were Brett Veach and the chiefs? Absolutely. I think you can't keep him hostage. I think that's kind of the biggest, the biggest yeah. thing is that uh, not saying that he didn't want to be in Kansas city, but he obviously, he obviously wanted out because he asked for a trade, but if he asked for a trade and you don't offer that, that just is, that's how bad things start. And that, that affects a lot of other things and just uh, the relationship on the field and, and distrust with Kansas city front office as a whole. But I do think that that's, that that's really interesting. That's a very snap reaction, right. Of, of that. And what also plays into the trade is, is the compensation he was going to get for his contract, right? Um, and I did bring that up. That's how he had the choice to choose where to go. But these, this team was going <laughs> to, what did he get, like $72 million guaranteed? So like they had to have a team that like wanted to guarantee him $72 million. Maybe that team doesn't have a top 10 draft pick. Maybe that, that team probably doesn't want to give up a top 10 draft pick and $72 million. So that's something that you have to think about as well when it comes to trades like this, a sign-in trade. 
Yeah, you do. Plus, it, it's it's a bad look when when you don't let let people walk. You know, even if they're good. Like I said, if you don't want to be there, man, you got a bunch of guys who do want to be there, who do want to play, and it's like you poison the well when you do stuff like that. And it's like yeah. you just got to do it. You, they didn't want to do it. No way in hell. Nobody in the Chiefs wanted to do it, but they wanted to do it at the right price, and that was not and, the right price. Yeah, and, and holding, like you said, holding players hostage and doing that. <clears throat> His long-term effects that go way beyond just Tyreek. And that I guarantee you there are a lot of his teammates that are pissed they're not his teammate anymore. But, Nick, you've been in those locker rooms. More of you are happy that your guy went out and got paid in a league where players get screwed over all the time. They go out and get hurt. He doesn't get that money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that happens all the time. But almost every player in the league, I'd say all players are underpaid. Um, But from a a value standpoint and the way that the NFL looks at it, most players are either overpaid or underpaid. Very few of them are actually played just right, except for guys like Tyreek. He's the highest paid receiver in NFL history right now. Most explosive player. Absolutely makes the Dolphins a lot better. That's going to be fun to see uh, what the Dolphins do and kind of loading up within that division to try and attack the Bills and what they're doing in the AFC East. So that side of it is really, really interesting. But again, I am more interested now in what the plan is that we see executed over time that maybe. Again, done right now. Maybe they're working through that right now. They're going to have another receiver in that room, and I don't think it's only going to be a draft pick. I don't think they're going to go in with Juju, a random player, because you can't – if you're picking third, yeah, you could say, like, that guy's going to be available. You're picking 29 and 30, even if you trade up, which that's a different discussion, and we can talk about that for the next six weeks. I think over the next week, two weeks, we're going to see a move made with one of those picks to go out and get um, somebody – uh, to come out here and, and go with Juju and go with Travis Kelsey. I saw somebody uh, make a joke on the Twitter timeline saying that all these moves for the Dolphins are really going to put them into be contending for third place in the AFC East. Um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. That is too funny. <laughs> but we definitely, if you're out there, somebody needs to be saving all of the tweets from the Broncos fans, from the Raiders fans, from the Chargers yep. fans. Cause we said it before, like when all of the moves were being made across the division that, you know, a lot of things are being said and everybody's saying this stuff, the chiefs were still, you know, won the division six years in a row. It's like, man, it's going to feel so good to still win the division after everything that they've done. Man, can you imagine after trading Tyree kill the chiefs still all go out there with that schedule and win a division. That'd be wild. That, that's yeah, absolutely crazy. That. I mean, they, they, they've been doing this for a while. I mean, they've been trying to build an image of the Chiefs for for a while now. So it's just one of those things like they're going to attack them, and it just just shows that they're the team to beat right now in the AFC. Well, if anyone is bored right now and they want to kind of get their mind off of this Tyreek Hill news, but so after we get done with our live stream, obviously, still stay watching our live stream and subscribe and like and everything. But the Ohio State Pro Day is on. Uh, so you can go watch uh, Chris Olave <laughs> and all the other wide receivers that, that could be coming. It's like an hour later. All right, like, tune in to Ohio State Pro Day. They got a couple of first round pick receivers. If I ever tune into a Pro Day, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I think McCole McCole Hardman just got the news because all he tweeted was "damn." <laughs> it's a little late to the party, um, but Tucker, I'm not going to lie to you. Like this is not a betting show, or I'm not the person to ask about betting. But the chances to win the the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, they didn't change. Am I looking at this change. correctly? 
No, yeah, oh, I brought okay. that up earlier in the show. Yeah, I, yeah it's, you know, I've read it in reverse, and I was like, plus 5,000. <laughs> like, I will put money before we trade for DK Metcalf or some, some other receiver, like, absolutely rush and do that. And I will say that as a betting thing. If a line changes after this and you wait till tomorrow and that changes a little bit, if you're a betting person, I would put money on the Chiefs if it changes a whole lot because I expect there to be another move coming at some point. A DK, a big-time receiver. Yeah. Last uh, little tweet that I see here. This is from Nick, Nick Jacobs, kind of comparing the two deals of Devontae Adams and uh, of the Tyreek Hill deal. The Packers got a first and a second for Adams. The Chiefs got a first, second, fourth this year, fourth and sixth next year. Um, so when you compare those two trades, I think the Chiefs did pretty well. They did. Well, keep this going for about another 10 or 15 minutes or so. Please, if you have any questions, let us know that. We'll continue to report um, some stuff we've got. I won't throw it out there. We've got somebody that might be joining us here in a few minutes. He's kind of busy right now. Uh, we, we might have a special guest join us here in a couple minutes to help uh, give his thoughts on what's going on right now as Tyree Kill has been traded to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks, including number 29 and number 50 overall and a fourth round pick in 2022. So this year's draft and then next year, a fourth and a sixth round pick for Tyree Kill who signed a four-year, $120 million extension, makes him the highest-paid receiver in NFL history with $72.2 million guaranteed. So we're seeing Chiefs players, whether it's Alan Saunders, Clyde Edwards-Elair, now McCole Hardman, and you see other guys uh, tweet this out. Haven't seen anything from Patrick Mahomes. That'll be interesting to see what his public stance on this is. Um, but at some level, I expect those guys to be happy as they went out and got paid. Um, they'd like to see their their buddies get paid. But again, appreciate everybody who's tuned into this show here this afternoon at KC Sports Network. We launched less than a year ago. We appreciate you guys all for tuning in. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're hanging out, you want to put us on one tab, go check out all of the highlight videos that we have for more than, I think it's like 175 prospects in this year's draft. We've got highlights for all of them. We've got analysis coming from the Kansas City Laboratory guys with Kent Swanson, Jake Morley, Matt Lane, Craig Stout. We've got a lot more content coming out around the draft. And this is only going to turn it up a little bit as those guys get excited. They've got their draft guide that they're selling right now. They're breaking down all these receivers, how they could fit the Chiefs, edge rushers, corners, all those positions that we've been talking about all offseason. They've got some of the best, and I'd say the best content you can find that's Chief-specific out there, uh, what the KC Laboratory and those guys will most likely be going live. We're going to figure that out right now. Those guys will, will have a show tonight. They'll be going live uh, mm -hmm. tonight. What time, Tuck? Uh, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. The KC Laboratory guys will be going live to try and give uh, Chiefs fans some more perspective. And I say make it make sense or make you feel better because feel how you feel. Um, there's we, The stance is Chiefs are not better um, no matter what they do with those picks next year um, because there is no replacement for Tyreek Hill. There just, there just isn't. I still think they could go out and have success, but man, that is a tough schedule. You see what the rest of the AFC West did definitely going to be a battle for that and hopefully uh they make some moves and it works out but this is one of those defining moments in patrick mahomes prime that we're going to look back on um and be like damn like that was either really really good and worked out or man they probably shouldn't have done that
Yeah, it'll be 30 for 30s made about this movie either way. Um, I, I'm just cleaning up some of the stuff uh, here from I'm seeing from the chat. Some people asking about cap space. Now, this is all projected. We don't ever know how much exactly cap space we do have. But it's looking around $23.8 million is the projected kind of cap space that this gives the Chiefs. Um, and, and I think that, that's, that that'll be good. Um, people were talking about compensation, obviously. Uh, they get a, they get a for like we talked about the compensation at the top and and I think they got the better deal out of the two trades when we talk about um, a first round pick number twenty nine a second round and number fifty fourth round pick as well as a fourth and six next year that's five picks for a guy that was drafted in the fifth round of twenty sixteen I believe right? I think that was the year he was drafted so um, and also in the middle of all of this uh, the Chiefs brought back Austin Ryder we haven't talked about that um, but they did it was literally I think Adam Schefter made like a tweet and then it was like five minutes later it's like Chiefs bring back Austin Ryder um, it's like okay way to bury that one guys um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's also something happening Mark uh, MVS uh, also was a report of, of visiting Kansas City, but that's that's all that's up to date right now. Just trying to keep you guys up to date with what's going on. Um, but yeah, things uh, things are getting real, real, real quick in Kansas City. And just and just to sum it up from a from a player's perspective, right? One team, one person does not make a team, and, and I think that mm-hmm. if if the Chiefs can reconfigure their offense, uh, I think they're going to be better off in the long run. Tyreek Hill is super tough to replace. He does a lot of things, man. He makes a lot of grabs. Uh, he makes a lot of yards after catch. He's a deep threat. He's fast on the field, everything like that. But like I said, you still got McColl, you got Juju, you got Travis, you got Clyde, you got a whole new offensive line. So I'm, I'm hoping the Chiefs can reconstruct their offense. I'm hoping they can run the ball a little bit more, pound it in there, um, and then get a different set going, right? Get some chemistry going. You know, we'll we'll see what Gordon has too if if they keep him too. So there's a lot of things going. It it's tough because we're in the middle of it right now, and people are gonna make big statements and not gonna be able to think logically about it. But is this going to be the defining moment of Brett Veach's tenure? I mean, no, 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 because it wasn't his choice. It wasn't his choice. But okay, so. No, that's not that it's his decision saying like, I wasn't going to do yeah. this. Uh, he can't solely make the decision on whether or not to make Tyree kill the highest player. Andy Reid is involved with that. Chris Shea, Brent Tillis, Clark hunt is absolutely involved in this decision. It's not like Brett just says, we're not going to do that. And he has the authority, like, yes, he can make the final roster decision, but a moment, a decision like that, everybody has a say, everybody's got a piece of what that looks like. If Andy Reid wanted Tyree Kill in there and didn't care about the money, then Tyree Kill would have been paid the highest paid player in NFL history. Let's just put that out there. And like, that is absolutely part of this decision. We put it all on Brett Veach. But the, the point is, will this situation, however this plays out, ultimately define the success? And I will tie Brett Veach and Patrick Mahomes throughout this dynasty stretch where Travis Kelsey, all these guys are in their prime. Like, is this moment and the way this plays out with how they use those picks, how they use a little bit of extra money, is this going to define the success the team has over the next five years as this one move more than any other? It could be, but you look at the Matthew Frank Clark uh, combination. You look at the, the yeah. retooling an entire offensive line and still almost making it to the Super Bowl. Um, you look at the, the year before where they had no offensive linemen and made the Super Bowl, right? So you have – you look at the the Melvin – was it Ingram or Gordon? I always forget his name uh, – mm-hmm. trade with Pittsburgh, right? 
Uh, you look at that. So there's so many defining moments of his thing, but it, that's the NFL 48s. What have you done for me lately? So, yeah, this will be the latest thing to get judged on Brett Veach, but, you know, this will whatever feast or famine. Um, I think Brett Veach is one of the top, top GMs in, in football history. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's kind of the same thing. You hope that this isn't the defining moment for, for Brett Veach. That's kind of my first reaction, PJ, when you ask that question is I hope it's not uh, because I still think that there's a ton for him to do, especially in even in this offseason. I don't think this will be the defining moment for this offseason. Um, I think that I think that there's going to be more that he that more moves that he makes. So I, it's just so early. It's March. We're in the middle of all of it right now. And it is. Uh, I just see see somebody right here. This comment just popped up. Embarrassing. It is almost a little bit embarrassing right, that you have the most explosive player ever to play football on your team and you trade him away. But at the point, it's like short. Do you, would you rather have short term gratification or long term success? And I think this is a long term success move. As much as it sucks, it does suck. Yeah. It, every time I get caught up thinking about the emotional side of it, you just remember if they weren't going to pay him and that's a different conversation and that's not blame that's placed on one person. You blame that on the entire organ. If that is your stance, you don't single out Brett Veach saying that's his fault. If you're mad that Tyree kill is not here, you're mad at the organization as a whole for not agreeing to make Tyree kill the highest paid player in NFL history in Kansas city. And even in that case, he still might've just wanted to be in Miami. We don't know that side of it. And I don't know if we'll get that side of it. You know, like maybe he just wanted to finish his career there. He got a Super Bowl. He got that done. Now he wants to go live in Miami and get as much money as possible in Miami. Good for him. It's not, it's, I mean, it's it's not a bad career move, honestly. And like I said, you got to go back to what I emphasized also is, man, it's, it's tough to play in Kansas City right now because you're gunning for Super Bowls. That's it. And there's no, yeah. there's no second place. You lose a Super Bowl, you lose an AFC championship game. That, that's, a, that's a crappy season. You go to Miami, right? You go to Miami on the flip side. You're rebuilding, and you just make the playoffs. Yay! Let's hang a banner. Let's have a parade in uh, South Beach and then in, in, in you know Fort Lauderdale. So yeah. So and then you got to think you got a Super Bowl, you got a ring, and you know you proved you're one of the greatest ever. Now it's time to get paid, take care of the family. I'm excited for the next few months of like the choose your own adventure. And yeah. just be like, which route, which, which route would you yeah. go down and which one turns out to be successful? Because you get five picks plus some money and assets. How many of those picks, not that you're going to hit, you know, get five all pro future hall of famers with those picks, but to offset the value that Tyreek brings over the next five year stretch, how many impact players do you need to get? Do you need like two starters and one pro bowler to make up for overall the value that Tyreek Hill brings? Because Tyreek Hill brings obviously a tremendous amount of value, but Patrick Mahomes is going to make anybody around him better. So do I still think the offense could be deadly with, I don't think they're going to go from averaging 32 points per game or whatever it was to 17 because they don't have Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey, Juju, Patrick Mahomes, the offensive line. Maybe they run the football a little bit more. Maybe they become more balanced, whatever that looks like, but how many, what do they have to do with those picks as far as a number of impact players uh, to find success? In your guys' eyes, I think just production. I think immediate impact. I, I think that that's how we're going to define it because wide receivers are streaky. You know, you you'll, you'll get you know a touchdown here, go for a couple weeks, not get a touchdown again, and so we'll see. But if you can have, if you if you can make a draft pick that has uh, immediate impact on your offense and changes the dynamic and changes the formula, then I think that that that's a great pick. Like I said, I, and I'd like to clarify, I'm not saying. Tyreek Hill is one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history. And at this point in time, he's a top five. You can't replace that, but you can change up. You can change it up a little bit. 
And that's what yeah. they have to do. You can't replace them, but you can figure out different ways to replace them. Exactly. And there are some, even before the trade, there were some pretty glowing holes on this Chiefs roster. Um, so I'd like to see really them address those in, in ways, and maybe it is the draft. We have been talking about trading up and drafting a wide receiver. Maybe they trade up and draft uh, Aiden Hutchinson or, uh, or Kayvon Thibodeau. Maybe they draft up and get a, get an edge like that who's a generational guy. And and I think production is probably a, a good way uh, to – maybe contribution, maybe being able to play day one is, is, is a good way to think of how they, they use these picks. And, and as I was kind of combing through Twitter over here, I see uh, Jeff Allen. Allen uh, made a tweet said, can't be mad at Tyreek for wanting the money he earned. And you can't be mad at the Chiefs for not paying him. It's a business all parties involved will and should do what's best for them. And I think that's just a good way to sum it up. And that's, it's a nuanced conversation. It's going to be hard for people because at the same time you want him there, but if it's just not going to work out, you have to do the best you can to get the most value uh, that you can. And it doesn't, it doesn't always work out, but the, the success that, Brett Veach has with the assets that were just given to him with a roster that does need depth in different places. Um, you got to create that some way you got to, if you're going to patch some holes um, or add some depth and you don't have a ton of resources to do that. The only way you get valuable resources back is by trading a valuable resource. And <laughs> yeah. does, does trading Patrick Mahomes number one, the most explosive player, um, most explosive quarterback we've ever seen, man, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow, but, the part that sucks is we we will never get both sides. You know, everybody's just going to say face and say all the right things at this point. We'll never know truly how it all, the nitty gritty of how it all went down. Uh, you just hope that it all went down in a way that didn't alienate the locker room with how he was treated um, or anything like that, that has lasting effects beyond uh, anything else. That That's where you really get into a lot of problems. Nick, to your point, if you're just holding on to guys because you don't get the money you want, you just hold on to them. Uh, you don't trade him. That pisses every. That that sends a message to everybody in that room. Um, that's not going to be good. So, talking through it. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Is, what else are you seeing on social media? Talking again. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Again, we have ton of content coming out and you're going to see stuff starting tomorrow this youtube channel is going to look a little bit different really excited to get some stuff going don't want to say too much um but make sure you hit that subscribe button you got a lot of cool stuff coming to this channel a lot of a lot more draft content again the casey laboratory guys will be going live tonight at eight o'clock um later this afternoon we'll have another mock draft roundup show show some highlights of some of the receivers maybe we'll just make it receiver centric and go <laughs> you know what i'm saying it right now that's what this is going to yeah. be we're going to break down the top five receivers in this draft that could be potentially available to the chiefs late in the first round it picks 29 or 30 um to see what they can do but Either way, it's not going to be what Tyreek Hill is. And that's the disappointing part is that the Chiefs did not get better for next season today. There's no way that you can make that case. Yeah. Uh, I did see something interesting on Twitter. Uh, Sammy Watkins tweeted three eyeball emojis. Um, so maybe Sammy's going to come back. No, that's not going to happen. This is obviously a move <laughs> to get younger, um, to get younger at the winner's <laughs> position. But uh, I know people will be saying that. I just thought I would bring it up. Oh, and we're funny. cutting Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's not going to come back. Are you sure? I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah. He's hanging out with Kanye, <laughs> man. He's he's all good now, man. He is. That's wow. <laughs> I love Tucker. I love how you just you just talked right through that, right? You brought it up and then shot it down. Say, hey, look, here's a, here's a cool toy. Bam. 
No, yep. we're dead. We're not dealing with that right I, now. I I implore all media to net to not report any new signings or trades unless it's like a Pro Bowl big name player. Like, don't do that to Austin Ryder. Don't do it to that poor fullback that did it or the right tackle, the right tackle they signed the other day. Like, don't do it. And for the love of God, don't tweet out a sleep number video um, right now. Like, just yeah, right. go dark on Twitter for a while. But yeah. again, appreciate everybody. If you've got questions, we'll go for about another five minutes here. Still got a lot of people tuning in again. Tyree Kill traded to the Miami Dolphins for three picks this year. The number 29 overall pick, the number 50 overall pick, and then a fourth round pick. And then next year in 2023, a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick. So Chiefs, ton of assets. I think I saw six picks in the top 103. As of right now, it's a lot of ammo to sit and fill a lot of spots with some top talent. Um, the lab guys have been breaking this down, all of our draft coverage. You can get where the strengths in this draft are. Do the Chiefs have to move up with 29 and 30, the package to move up in this draft to try to get a more impact player? Or do they sit where they are and start getting a lot more depth because this is a, a team that could use it at this point. And you look at that that wide receiver room. We went through it earlier, but I'd be really, really surprised uh, if that room didn't add another playmaking veteran at some point via trade um, to to get in there and, and mix in with a draft pick, couple of draft picks uh, to give Patrick Mahomes some weapons. Because the one thing that we do know and that I can say very confidently is I, Brett Veach is not going to have Patrick Mahomes not have weapons and do whatever he can to bring those guys in. So will it happen? No. Will he try? Absolutely. This isn't all on Brett Veach. This is an organization decision. Hey, Tucker, I'm glad you highlighted uh, Katie Hawk's uh, comment about, hey, yeah. nobody can game plan against us. All different now. <laughs> all different. Spin zone. And that's a good what's, that, zone. what's that emoji? What's this one? Oh. Oh. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Oh. It is now. It is mm-hmm. now for me. Mm-hmm. It's the one with the mouth agape and the eyes open. The, oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, I it's like true. that. Make that I just – I do see a lot of – I saw a question here. I think I lost it. There's been a lot of comments coming through here about asking for compensation for DK Metcalf. Um, it, it's going to be interesting uh, with DK Metcalf because he is a free agent next year as well. It's probably another sign-in trade, kind of like the deal that just happened yep. with the Chiefs, and I don't know how much the Chiefs really want to be in that. He's 25 right now. Um and so I know that this move from the Chiefs was trying to get younger at this position. Um and I, and I think that they they still want to do that. And maybe they address it through the draft. Maybe they do it someplace else. So that'll be. I'm interested to see if if they do make a move for for DK Metcalf and what deal they would offer him, because I think DK is going to get a, a pretty hefty deal. Not not Tyreek or Devontae Adams and, and that sort of money, but I still think he's, he's going to be some pretty solid, pretty good money. There have been some comments, and I would agree with these. If Drew, the one person who did not lose at all in this, Drew Rosenhaus, I don't know if that guy's ever lost. No. Um, he gets his guys paid and that's his job. Uh, it's Tyree kills agent, um, that actually signed Tyree. Tyree kill was originally with bus cook, um, yep. got bought out by drew Rosenhaus, um, to be his agent. And now it's worked out well for Tyreek um, with both those extensions that he signed, but I don't, it'll be interesting. Again, we've been talking about this, but how do they use those resources? What did Tyree kill get offered by the chiefs? Um, we might not never know. Um, some people might guess and some people will take some stabs at what it was. I'm hoping it was some sort of fair amount of money, but if Tyree killed, just wanted to go to Miami, uh, and play there and go back home where he lives in the off season with no state tax, uh, t- 
Nick, to your point, um, then this was the best the Chiefs could do in that in that bad situation, making the best of a bad situation. Um, not having Tyreek Hill on this in the, on this team is a bad situation. Uh, we'll see how it all comes out. But again, um, I'm interested to see what they do with those picks and do they trade for a veteran receiver like a DK Metcalf. Uh, but the one point that's being made that I think is very fair is Tyreek Hill should have been paid earlier. So before yeah. Devontae Adams got his deal, if that's what set the market and that what, what's caused all the problems, you always have more problems when you try to pay guys too late. They did it with Justin Houston. It happened with Eric Berry. If we want recent examples of guys that should have gotten paid a year earlier, they waited and ended up backfiring on them. If they could have got a deal done with Tyreek Hill a year earlier and foresaw what his impact was going to be, then we wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, I like that. It's a great point. Yeah, if you don't let the market set the price, be like you go out there set the price for them. That way, you don't play the the gamble, and it's a gamble. And it's, you know, most of the time you're going to lose on that one too, because there's always a few desperate teams who will overpay to keep to retain talent or to get talent, especially in guys on rookie deals. Those mm -hmm. guys don't. Those guys haven't made any money yet. If you can pay them a year earlier, that also is telling their agent that they're a year younger when they hit free agency. Yeah. So it's not negative for the player also to take maybe a little bit less, but hit free agency a year earlier. So they're a free agent at 27 instead of 28. That makes all that makes a difference as we're seeing of not wanting to give these big, these big name, like look at the edge rusher market during the off season or this off season. You have guys over the age of 30 getting multi-year deals with guaranteed money, getting 15, $20 million. Like it, it's crazy. Uh, the amount of money that's been thrown around and the chiefs just won't give those older, not talking about receiver and Tyreek in this situation, but just those older players, those multi-year deals, got to do it a year early. I've just been in the camp of pay Rashad Fenton. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be like a top paid receiver, but that guy does everything you want. Team player does have all the stuff that you want. playing well, is making impact plays. You give him another opportunity to go out there and play really well and elevate his game, and he goes out and makes a bunch of plays, and he's going to want more money. Take care of him now. Give him a little bit of money. He gets free agency a year earlier. Do that with all of your guys that are doing things the right way. And it sets a good message in that locker room that if you come here, we draft you, you do all the right things, you make plays, you're a good teammate, then we'll take care of you. Yep. That stuff matters too when you're building an organization for everybody to be on the same page. If you're always going out and bringing in mercenaries and giving big money to guys coming from outside the organization, it does send a message to the guys inside that locker room like, I might get paid, but it's probably not going to be here. I'm hoping that's not the case with Tyreek. However, it actually went down in ways that we'll never know. His teammates, his friends that are in that locker room, Patrick Mahomes being one, hopefully he was taken care of and then it went down. But again, we won't know. That's just wishful thinking. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will yeah. tell. It's early, so we'll see. I'll see what they do, see what they move, and I'll be excited for this uh, free agency for sure now. Last thing that I've kind of seen going on on Twitter uh, as of now, and I just kind of want to nip this one in the bud, is pe there's people talking about trading Travis Kelsey now because this move makes Travis Kelsey's job a lot harder, and that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and that's probably all the, the attention we should give that. They're going to try it. The first name that popped up because I'm pretty sure – you know who else lives in Miami and is very valuable for the Chiefs and would love playing for the Dolphins? Like – no BS. Like he loves Kansas city. He's a fan favorite here, but Chris Jones lives in Miami. He's very valuable. He's looking at trading resources. He's another guy that can get a lot of money. He's got a different agent. He's got the cats brothers. Um, but I, I'm not saying that you know trade everybody. I think this is a, in a vacuum. I don't think this is a rebuilding process. I think you look at every, every situation individually, and this is very much the organization, the hunts, Brett Veach, 
Andy Reid, is all of them decided collectively that they were not going to make Tyreek Hill the highest paid player at receiver in NFL history. And then they got the most they can back for him. So it's going to fall on Brett. And if he goes out and makes great picks and they win a bunch of Super Bowls, he's going to get all the credit and he deserves credit, but they all deserve credit if it works out. But um, this is one of those ones where you're going to remember this and this is going to be picked apart and those draft picks are going that, that poor that receiver that they draft, that young guy, <laughs> that poor guy, dude, is going to get so many Tyreek questions at training no camp. And unfair, no uh, not fair to him at all. Um, but yeah, you whoever you bring in has got to be able to wear that weight of it because that is absolutely part of this too. They've got to be willing to to kind of accept the fact that they're going to be thrust into that position. No doubt. Hmm. I love it. that was a good one today, fellas. All right, of, we'll wrap this one up. All right, let's get final thoughts. Nick, just give one last chance, your overall impressions and thoughts on this move and your message to Chiefs fans as we watch t- Chiefs Twitter burn down. On <laughs> you never you never want to compete with a, with a team like Miami that, that wants to make a splash in free agency. One guy does not make a team. You know, I, I think that, you know, like I said, I hope that Reed and company and enemy can reconfigure this offense to go with the revamped offense line that had a year to play together and use Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, you know, utilize Patrick less, take the pressure off Patrick, you know, emphasize that in the offseason. Hey, don't be checking out of this stuff, man. L- l- let's pound the rock a little bit. Let's play some boring football. Let's lean on our defense a little bit, man. And, and this opens up the world a little bit too. You know, on offense, you know, you have to reconfigure your game plans. Defenses have to reconfigure. And then, you know what? Now we got cap space. Let's go after some some coverage linebackers better, right? Let's go after some 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 nickels to to play these uh, extra wide receivers that, that are coming through and uh, some spies for Russ Wilson. Man, there's there's a lot of things going on right now. It's not not over yet. Yeah. I was reading through some I, comments and poor Craig Stout doesn't know about the trade yet. He's stuck at work and doesn't know what's going on. So it'll be interesting watching throughout the day as more people find out this news. But those guys will be talking about again, laboratory live eight o'clock tonight on all these same channels. Kent Swanson, Maddie Lane, Craig Stout uh, will be on here giving their thoughts. And again, we'll have some more content later this afternoon with mock draft roundup, breaking down a bunch of the receivers in this draft with the director of the East West Shrine Board, Eric Galco is going to join us very plugged in. He knows these guys. We're going to talk through players that would be available at 2930. If they did trade up, who are the targets they'd be going after? And is it worth giving up a couple of assets? Um, what is the depth at defensive end? Can they get an edge rusher and the fifth best receiver if they hold Pat uh, with the 29th and 30th pick? So we're going to break those guys will break all that stuff down. Got a lot more content coming. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. But Tucker, what do you have as far as just initial or final impression uh, to leave Chiefs fans with from this hour and a half long episode of Outside the Trenches. Yeah. I think when I read Jeff Allen's tweet, I think Jeff Allen put it best when he said, you can't blame Tyreek Hill, you can't blame the Chiefs. It's a business, and it's a business decision. Does it suck? Yeah, it does. Uh, did the Chiefs get worse today? Yeah, they did. But you just hope that the ends justify the means. There's still plenty of time left in, in free agency in the offseason. It's only March. There's still a whole lot to do. So I'm just going to kind of be patient and, as it goes against my better judgment, to be patient and, and we'll just kind of see what unfolds here in this offseason because there's more to come. Yeah, my final thoughts. The receiver room as it stands on March 23rd, I would be absolutely shocked if that is the receiver room. Even – 
not even adding draft picks. I still think a veteran player is going to be added to that room that we all know that can go out there and make plays. At the same time, is that player going to get anywhere near what Tyreek Hill has done and could do for this offense? No. But that doesn't mean that it was going to work out in Kansas City. There's an assumption that just because you could pay a guy or just because he's had success here that he wants to be here forever, uh, more so than his opportunity to go to Miami, get a lot of money after getting a Super Bowl, and live down in Florida with no state tax. Like that, Just because he wants to go do that doesn't mean he hates Kansas City. Those two things are not mutually exclusive so but anyway we appreciate everybody for tuning into this episode again the lab guys tonight at eight o'clock hit that subscribe turn on the notifications so you guys don't miss anything we'll continue to have lots of great content and if you need something to make you feel better for the rest of the day go down to our youtube channel start watching all the highlights of all the receivers and everybody else like i said uh we licensed out all that footage so we've got 175 videos for you guys to enjoy uh, to, to fill that gap until we got more content for you. But uh, appreciate you guys for coming on. Appreciate Jack Stack Barbecue for sponsoring this show and helping us out at KC Sports Network. For Nick Lackey, Tucker Franklin, BJ Kissel, thanks Chiefs Kingdom. It'll be okay. Let it play out. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.